We have a special guest this morning, uh, a missionary, really, uh, that we sent out without authority, uh, Abby Branch. Abby, would you come up? And I think, let me turn this on again. So it was just a couple years ago that we got to send Abby out to Indonesia, to Bali, Indonesia, a place that you had never been before to help plant a church with a team of people that some of you had never met before. And you've been there for the last two years. True. <laughs> yeah. Welcome home. Thank you so much. Welcome home. Can you just give a clap Thank for you. just... <laughs> so, Abby, you got there January 2020. Two and a half, three months right before COVID took off. That was very unexpected. <laughs> to plant a church in the middle of COVID. I mean, you didn't know COVID was coming, but there you were. What was that like to land? I mean, this is your first time church planting. This is your first time committing yourself. This is a big yes that you said to the Lord. What was that like to give your big yes and go, woo, this team, and we're all together. Yay, and what? Well, I wanted to go home at first. I will be very honest about that. Yeah. Um, just when everything blew up with COVID and just not knowing what was going to happen and getting like phone calls and texts from family members at home really wanting me to come home and even just seeing like a lot of missions organizations did make the decision to take staff off the field. Um, and so, yeah, that was something like my team had to navigate, my leaders had to navigate, and just me personally and my teammates personally had to really hear from the Lord on that. Yeah. And our leadership did decide, like they just really felt from the Lord that we were supposed to stay, that it was a strategic time for us to stay and just to do it in faith and trust the Lord that he had a place for us there um, and a purpose for us there. And then I just basically had to like go to the Lord and wrestle that out with him and really just ask him, is this what you want for me? Is this safe? Like, what are you, what are you saying? And I just really felt him clearly ask me to stay. Um, and he really kept the door open through thick and thin for my team to stay there through visa changes, through lockdowns, through just so many different changes and challenges that he kept the door open for us and like gave us grace to be there. And it was not always easy or did not go as planned a lot of the time, but yeah. I mean, even the preparation for this was not easy. I, you had to talk with parents. You have parents that love you that have done something like this in the past and thought, Abby, are you sure this is what you want to do? Um, you had to talk with your church family that it was hard, it was hard for us to see you go. It was, we went through some hard times with, with that. Uh, and you talked with, I don't know how many people you sat down with, you had phone calls, you had emails and said, hey. Probably several hundred people. Several hundred people. Yeah. And you didn't have anything but God's vision on your life. Yeah. That took a ton of conviction to say, no, this is what the Lord is doing. Uh, raised funds, went. It was, it's a big yes, Abby. So I'm just, there's something, God's even doing something in you now, I think. what There's... What has the Lord done in you that that big yes that you made so many years ago? So many. It's like two years ago. So many. We're all so old. Drama. I'm Italian. Don't worry. Thanks. I like it. Keep going. Yeah. Um, I think it's like you think that yes is a one-time thing with following the Lord, even just when you first start following the Lord. 
but it's not a one-time thing. It's like a daily, moment-by-moment thing. And I feel like even saying yes to go, because I even started doing missions like in 2018. I've done like a couple different training schools and things that I've had to raise funds for. Um, And kind of just at each step of the way, like I feel like I've had to give my yes again. And I know that's how he works with all of us, that like step-by-step he just asks for our yes, like honestly day by day sometimes. And sometimes that's what it felt like for me in Bali where sometimes like almost, yeah, just regularly like having to give my yes again and just continue to see the worthiness of Jesus even when we don't necessarily see the fruit that we wanna see right away, even when it doesn't feel good, even when like all of our questions aren't answered, just continuing to say yes. Um, And I feel like that's something, even here in my time at home, because I was there for about two years, and now I'm home, kind of, yeah, I guess, checking in with all my partners, and supposed to be resting, and spend time with my family, and, like, just saying yes again, and asking the Lord again, like, is this really what you have for me, and what you're asking of me, and I feel like it's still a yes, and, yeah, it's still a yes, and I'm really, really excited to follow the Lord, and continue saying yes to him. And continue in such a way where you get to support others who are making those same yeses. So tell us more about that. Um, So earlier this year, I said yes to actually moving from Bali, where I was living, um, to Orlando, Florida. So about 12 of my teammates and friends from my organization are going to move to Orlando and actually start a training and sending base there. So originally, we planned to start our base in Bali, um, but just with international travel and a lot of challenges and restrictions and even just us being American and the reality that most of the people we know and are connected to, to like invite to our training schools, um, our kind of strategic place is obviously America. So we're gonna start this training and sending school. We're starting our first stateside school in July. And so I'm gonna be part of that team and part of actually investing in raising up missionaries, multiplying missionaries to send to the field. So, I mean, it's not that I have a lot of experience even, I mean, just like a couple years. Um, Many, many years, many, (laughs) many years. Many years, Um, but just like leveraging what experience I do have and like the heart that I do have to really disciple. Like, I think it's a lot about just discipling um, a generation and helping to train others and send others to go long-term to the field. So that's my next assignment. Um, it was definitely hard to say goodbye to Bali. Um, it's easier knowing we do still have a team there and we still have people who are continuing our work there. Um, and we'll still, yeah, follow up on the relationships that we started and follow up on the people that said yes to Jesus while we were there and the people that started reading the Bible with their families while we were there. Um, so that work will continue. But just for me personally, like transitioning into a new season, being based in America, and even just since being back, like really asking the Lord for a heart for my own country. Um, Because for a long time, I've actually like wanted to go to the nations and had a heart for cross-cultural work. But um, the Lord is the one who knows who is unreached. And there are many people in America that I believe would be considered like unreached or yeah, haven't, haven't known haven't had the opportunity to really follow Jesus. And so as long as I'm here, I really want to invest here and love America with the Lord's heart for America. I know it's not been an easy time even here. And so I just know there's something like really special the Lord is doing even in America. 
um, and then also raising up people to send them back to the nations. So, yeah. So would you pray for us here? I think especially for that yes, that you spoke specifically, how the daily yes. Would you pray for us, and then we'll, I'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, Lord, I just thank you for each and every person here who has said yes to you, to follow you, to love you, to serve you in the way and the place that you've called them to. Um, and, yeah, Lord, we just, I invite you to keep inviting them deeper. Lord, for each person, just ask right now that you would go to them and invite them deeper into what it looks like to follow you as a disciple. Yeah, even now, I just ask that you'd be putting, putting things on their hearts that you're calling them into, people that you want them to invest in, ways that you want them to seek you. Yeah, even now, Lord, I just ask that you stir up hearts to say yes again. And I just say that you're worthy, Lord. Um, just from my own limited knowledge, I say you are so worthy. You're worthy of every yes, Lord. You're worthy of everything that we are. And so I just say yes again today. We say yes to you. We say yes to following you. Um, we say yes to making disciples of all nations, Lord, whether it's here in America or somewhere else. We say yes um, to following you unto making disciples, and I pray that you would show us how to do that. Pray that each person here, Lord, you would um, lead them and show them what it looks like for them to make a disciple. So yeah, Lord, we just say yes again to you today. We love you, Jesus. Amen. And Lord, for your daughter here, Abby, who has said yes, and now she's saying yes to the next step, we bless her right now in Jesus' name. Lord, let your favor continue to fall upon her. Your blessing, your wisdom. God, in the next um, steps, she doesn't feel like she's got everything that it takes. So give her everything that it takes. Equip her for every good work you have ahead. It's a joy and honor to bless you again, Abby, in Jesus' name. Amen. We have a sign-up sheet that will go around. If you want to stay connected with Abby, you're welcome to do that. Uh, if someone wants to pay for her lunch today, you should. Take her out, hear more of her story, and uh, let's, let's hear more of, of what the Lord has from First Thessalonians today. Herschel, come on up. Let's just continue what God's, God's up to. Oh, you got one more. I, I'm so sorry. I just really want to say thank you, and I really want to say thank you to you and Arlita and Herschel and Lucy, Jan and Michael, and just really honor you guys for sending me and for, yeah, loving me from afar. For I know there were people here who were praying for me and, like, supporting me, and I just want you to know it really means a lot, and I could not do that work without you guys and, like, even just what you guys invested in me and my discipleship. Before I left, like, I'm... I am who I am spiritually because of you guys and this church, and so I just really want to honor you and thank you a lot for who you guys are, and it feels so good to be back today. So Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
think that John is the person with authority in the church, but it's really Jeff. <laughs> he gets to tell the speakers where to stand, all those things. Hey, if you have a chance, how long will you be in town, Abby? Be sure and get to know Abby if you have any opportunity to do that. John, I'm so glad to be in a church where the lead pastor is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Aren't you? Let's let John know that we appreciate that so much. My goodness. So gratitude as overflowing joy. We, I think this is the fifth sermon in the series, something like that. I've often told this story. I think I told it here. I was, Lucy and I were missionaries in Germany and around 1986, I don't need to tell you all the circumstances, but I was just despairing in my situation there. And I remember one day I knelt down by my bed to complain to God, to share my despair with God. And uh, literally the Lord spoke to me and he said, okay, I'll hear your complaints. But first, tell me just one thing you're thankful for. I didn't want to do that. But, um, okay, I dredged up something. I think I said, okay, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. That's a pretty big one, isn't it? And then he said, how about just one more thing? And I don't remember exactly, but it was some probably, thank you for Lucy. I don't know what I would do without her. Okay, how about one more thing? You know, and it just kind of went from there. And uh, in a few minutes, that despair lifted. You know, it just lifted off of me. And by the time I was finished, I was filled with gratitude and the dark, depressing clouds rolled back. I was actually filled with joy and strength. And I don't mean that there were no more struggles while we were in Germany. There, you know, it's hard. Abby, it's hard being uh, in Ausland, yeah, in another country. Um, there's different demons out there, for one thing. And uh, it's really, you know, you get attacked in all kind of ways. But, but we found this, the, the joy, the power, the resources to continue in ministry, but actually to prosper in ministry there. And we were able to really have a powerful ministry leading the student group and then planting a church, which is today the Munich Vineyard. And we just got back, you know, a month or so ago from being over there visiting the fruit of that ministry, all those people. And it's just amazing. Yeah, thank you. It's amazing what the Lord did. Well, the source of gratitude is overflowing. Uh, the source of gratitude as overflowing joy is Jesus. It's who he is. One of the sermons, that, one of the songs this morning was focusing on who he is. And, you know, I think we said, if you never did another thing for me, it's who you are. That's what counts. But it's also what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. So this is the source of gratitude is overflowing joy. And I just always want to have a disclaimer when we're talking like this. Uh, there are people who suffer from clinical depression and Jesus can help you too, and he uses doctors, and he uses medicine. And I just want to say, what I'm going to say about joy in the next few minutes, it's not something silly, it's not something, that, well, just do this, and then you'll never be sad again. It's not that at all. 
It's finding out how to live the life of joy that Jesus has for us. And so God provides enablement for his call. He gives us a call for great gratitude and rejoicing. And he calls for that, and then he enables us to do it. Let's look at the commands in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. This is what he calls for. He says, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Anybody here, have you accomplished that? Have you accomplished that, that you're always joyful, that you never stop praying, that you're thankful in all circumstances? I just don't think that I've ever met a person who has fully accomplished that on his on the source of his own power or the source of her own power to be grateful as overflowing joy the day Lucy and I left it's three weeks ago today that we left for the uh, conference in Phoenix and we took Destiny and boy that was fun having Destiny in the car with us and uh, I, we have a rather a much newer car a Chevy Impala um, but it was making weird noises, and I didn't have time to get in the shop. So we took our old beat-up van. The, literally, if you want to, well, we don't have it in the parking lot. But next time you see my van, go see how the bumper is taped on with white duct tape. That's no joke. It really is. And, you know, we had, to, we had the privilege of going to the airport to pick up Destiny because she was leaving her car for James. And uh, we had a flat tire there at the airport. Now, I'm not going to tell you the whole story about it. Well, at first, I was not being thankful in all circumstances. You know, later on, the Lord started helping me be thankful. It's like, what if that had happened on the freeway? Uh, God miraculously worked it all out, and he, it, but it took me time to turn the crisis into gratitude. So I did it with the help of God's Holy Spirit with the background of the person and ministry of Jesus Christ, who's always there, it takes the power of God to fill us with the gratitude of overflowing joy. God calls for, He commands the gratitude of overflowing joy. He commands it. He wants it. But we're not capable of it. So He enables us. He enables us to fulfill these uh, very strong things. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Well, if you just go back a little bit in 1 Thessalonians, just a few verses back to verse 9, you'll find the background for these commands. There's a background for these commands. For God chose to save us. It's His decision, by the way. Aren't you glad it's His decision that He saved you? How many of you are grateful that God decided to save you? Let me tell you, it wasn't your decision. You said yes to his choice of you. It was his decision to choose you. And that's the most powerful truth that I know of, is that God chose us for salvation in Jesus Christ. He chose us to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us, so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns, we can live with him forever. This is his plan. So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are all already doing. 
So this is the background for the command, always be joyful, give thanks in everything. So it's kind of like a Christian when he's, he or she is living as he should or she should. You turn on a symphony, background music, and that symphony is what Jesus Christ, who he is, and what he's done for us. The powerful story of grace, of Jesus Christ becoming one of us, of setting his face after he revealed what the Father's like, setting his face to die for us on the cross, and going through with his death, defeating the devil, defeating sin, defeating sickness, defeating death. He defeated death, as this scripture says, so that we have the promise of eternal life with Jesus Christ. This is the background symphony. It should always be playing. If you stop right now and listen, is the symphony playing? Is the background there? See, you can't, you can't have this life of overflowing gratitude, the joy of overflowing gratitude, without the background symphony. The truth that undergirds us at all times, it's always there, even when you get a flat tire at the airport. It's always there, even when something a thousand times worse than that happens. Now, there are more commands, and then an amazing promise in this passage, if we go on down below the one we started with this morning. This is verse 20. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. So these are just some additional commands. But then comes this fantastic passage, starting in verse 23. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Now listen to this. God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Is that up there? Can you all all see it? Would you read verse 24 with me? For God will make this happen, for he who calls you is faithful. Now, stand up please for just a moment. And let's read it again. And let's read it loud. And when it gets to, for he who calls you is faithful, say, for he who calls me is faithful. Ready? For God will make this happen, for he who calls me is faithful. God will make this happen. God will make this happen. You may be seated, but not for long. <laughs> what is this? God will make this happen. What will God make happen? What will he make happen? Well, first of all, it's he will fulfill these commands in you. He will give you this overflowing joy. He will, he's moving us to be people who are always giving thanks, who are always prayerful, who are always delighting in whatever he's doing in our lives, who are always attempting to see what he's doing even in times of testing and trial. And in those times to be thankful. And he enables it, he enables it by filling us with his Holy Spirit. And here, we're just going to run out of time, but I've shared this scripture with you numerous times. We don't, we're not even going to have it on the screen, but it's John 7, 37 through 39. This, this is like a theme verse of my life, so you're pretty much every time I get up here, you hear it. 
On the last day of the feast, the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood and then it says, and I like this translation, he shouted, he shouted to the crowds. Anyone, can I shout for a minute? Maybe they'll, they, I was hearing them a minute ago. Let's let them hear us. He shouted to the crowds, anyone who's thirsty, come to me. He shouted to the crowds. He shouted to the crowds. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Rivers of living water. Gratitude overflowing in joy. Rivers of living water flowing from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. So this is how he enables us. As the verse we read a minute ago, instead of pouring out his anger on us, for those God has chosen and they have said, yes, Jesus chooses everyone, and not everyone says yes to, to those who respond to him, he gives the Holy Spirit. And that means there's going to be an overflow available to you. <clears throat> we're going to skip keynote, keynote 7, and we're going to look very, very, very briefly at Keynote 8. Let's just kind of sum up some things that I think are true from this meditation today. Number one, joyful gratitude flows from the Holy Spirit as he makes Jesus real to us. So he creates the background. The Holy Spirit creates the background. If you're saved, it's because the Holy Spirit tracked you down and caused you to be born again. He granted you faith in Jesus. He granted you a repentant heart. And he is making Jesus real to you. Number two, he reveals the power of the death and resurrection of Jesus and of the Father's love for us. On a daily basis, the Holy Spirit keeps that symphony going. If you'll just tune in, if you'll just listen, it's going to be okay. Whatever's going on is going to be okay. Because the background music of your life is... God loves me. The Father loves me. He gave His only begotten Son for me that if I would believe in Him, I will not perish. Let me tell you, the worst thing that can happen is to perish. But if you have faith in Jesus Christ, you will never perish. You may die a physical death, but that is just the beginning. You will not perish. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. This is the background music. This is the symphony playing behind. So when we, when we get a test, when we get attacked, when we, when we uh, go through a trial, we tune into the, we turn up the background music, okay? That doesn't change the circumstance, but it changes us. And it gives us the faith to pray through, to walk through, to live through, and come out victorious on the other side of the trial. Then he reveals the meaning of trials and enables us to rejoice even in difficult times. Many scriptures talk about, uh, you know, count it all joy when you in, encounter various trials because it's going to change you. It's going to make you grow. Number four, he focuses us on the return of Christ and the coming age as background for our lives. We saw that in that passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This is our destiny. And number five, he creates a river of joy through us to others, showing the good news of Jesus. And if you live like this, if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to be this kind of person and live through you with overflowing joy, you're going to bring people with you into heaven.
you are going to do it. It is inevitable. You, your life will be so attractive to others. They'll want to go with you to church. They'll want to go with you to small group. They'll want to know, what, what is it that keeps you ticking? Give me one more amen. 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 And Destiny, would you come now? Just before we reread the prayer, uh, the, the, uh, the prophecies the prayer team gave this morning about how you need prayer, we're going to sing a, a song, a small song. We haven't sung it here very often, but some of you know it. And Destiny knows it. I called her the other day, and she said, yeah, she knows it. So would you stand? And we're going to sing, Give Thanks with a Grateful Heart. The words will be on the screen. members of the prayer team today to come on and move into your place. And I just wonder, maybe there's somebody here today that you really are not able to have that overflowing joy. And you realize today you need Jesus Christ in your life. You need this symphony as your background. I just want you to be bold and raise your hand and say, that's me. If you're online and you're listening, please respond to this in your own prayer time in, in the presence of the Lord. Anybody here you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord this morning? Anybody? And even if you don't have the boldness to raise your hand when we direct you to go to the prayer teams, please go over there and say, hey, I need somebody to pray with me to receive the Lord this morning. Could we have those words back up on the screen? For the prayer, for the what the prayer team shared. There they are. So that person or those people here who need hope ignited in them, someone with a skin problem on their foot or ankle, stomach or intestinal issues that need healing, and anybody with a hard heart who wants God to soften it, and that's here in this room, 
and at home. You have direct access to Jesus. But please, these prayer team members are here for any need, especially for these, but for any need, for any reason. Do not leave here without getting prayer this morning if you need the Lord Jesus to meet you in some special way. And so we're going to sing this one more time while people come for prayer. Please, please come for prayer. And then I'll bless you. And then the team, I think, will have another worship song. Let's sing this to the Lord, but do it as people are moving to come to prayer. With a grateful heart, give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I bless you in the name of the God who is the God of joy, the God of peace, the God of hope, the God of love. And I pray that he would so fill you with the Holy Spirit that gratitude will overflow in your life as joy this whole week. In his holy name we pray, amen.